This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox on Cape Pulpit. I like to ask questions. I really do. I like to ask questions. First of all, when I start reading the scripture, I might have, I have, I like to, I like to try to understand what are they trying to say to me? When I look at the New Testament and the letters of Paul and the Gospels and the letters of the others, you know, I, I have to understand that I'm only hearing one side of a conversation that was made 2,000 years ago. So there are going to be things in these letters and statements made by different people that are not going to be familiar to me and my culture and how I was raised. So I have to ask questions, and I like to sit down and jot down the questions as I go so that I can keep focused and say, wait a minute, this thing happened here. How did that happen, and why did it happen? What's going on? What was the circumstances around this statement? So I looked (laughs) – the other day I just looked at questions. What are the questions that are in the Bible that I should be – that were asked to somebody else but that I also must answer? If you turn to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 9, this is what uh, Moses writes in Genesis. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? Of course, you know the story. I mean, it was Adam and Eve. They were told, Do not eat fruit from this tree. That's the, You can do anything else. You can have everything else in the garden, but you can't eat the fruit from this tree. And, of course, they were tempted, and they did. And, of course, when God walked in the garden, they hid. They hid. They knew it was wrong. They disobeyed. And then in 3 9, this is what said, But the Lord called to the man and said to him, Where are you? We could ask the same question today. With all the things that are going on in the world right now, with everything that's happening, with all the discord, with all the fighting, with all the wars, with all the diseases and starvation, famine, and all kinds of things, we have to ask, man, where are you? What's happening? What are you doing in your life? Are you just going to work to earn money and occasionally you pitch up at church, throw a little money in the plate, enjoy what everybody has to say you know, you're listening to advertising for heaven, and you have some songs that you sing, and it's done. I'm, it's over. Man, where are you? We've all sinned like Adam and Eve. We've all sinned like Adam and Eve. And God is still asking the question to you and I today. Where are you? Have you heard my son? Have you been with my son? You know Jesus in your life. Have you met him? Have you been forgiven of your sins? Where are you? The second question here is found in the next uh, book of the Bible, Exodus. Then the Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Okay, here Moses is being confronted by a bush that is burning but not consumed. And God says to him, Hey, listen, I want you to go back to Egypt. Moses is not so keen. He's a murderer, okay? He's fled from Egypt to save his own life. And now he's now, God is talking, said, listen, I want my people. My people have been crying out to me. I've heard their voice. I want you to go and bring them out. 
Moses exactly wasn't keen on this. He didn't like this idea very much. And so the Lord said to him, what's that in your hand? It's a shepherd's staff. Of course, you know what happened. He threw it on the ground and it became a snake. He did this in the court of Pharaoh later on. But the Lord asked him, what, what is that in your hand? It's a shepherd's staff. You know, we often think that even the minor things that we have aren't important to God. They're not important to God. I can remember I had a Bible that I brought uh, that I bought in America when I was there. It was a study Bible, a Thompson Chain Reference NIV study Bible. It was one of my favorite Bibles. Uh, it's it, it's it's good if you really want to study and you really want to get into the Word and you want to find answers. It's one of the few Bibles that I've seen that has really suited me, suited my study style. And I can remember that I had to go back to America once and. One of the young men that would, had come to my class uh, asked me, he says, Brother Steve, he says, I have a question. I said, sure. He says, the Bible that's in your hand, can I have it? I thought to myself, whoa, <laughs> in those days, those Bibles were expensive. They were like $100 a pop. But I knew what he wanted. I knew what he wanted. He wanted, he thirsted after the knowledge of Christ, the wisdom of God. So what am I going to say? Uh, no, uh, you've got to get your own. I knew he couldn't afford it. He had, he had no money. So I was thinking of this passage of Scripture. Steve, what is that in your hand? Yeah. So I gave him my Bible. I gave him my Bible. Today, he's one of a very successful pastor uh, in the Boulant area. And he has a Bible that he <laughs> is nearly falling apart. What is that in your hand? Sometimes you have God has blessed you with small things that you don't know what to do with. But God says, what is that in your hand? If you don't use it, can you pass it along to somebody else who can? Wow. Then in Job, in Job, the poor old Job had three friends who came to see him. Okay, I didn't really think they were friends. They were always saying to him, the end thing was, Job, we don't know what you did. We don't know why God is punishing you. It's just better if you give up and die. Okay? Then you'll be forgiven. Then you'll be accepted by God. You just admit your sin, admit your fault, and die. In fact, they get to Job so much, even Job has a conversation with God. And he says to God, look, what, what's going on here? I, des I don't deserve this. You know, I've been faithful to you. I'm, you know, I'm a, I follow you, and now I don't deserve this. So God answers him. God answers him. Job chapter 35, 38 and verse 4. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Wow. Job is trying to Job wants to get out of his predicament. His three friends have been after him all the time, blah, blah, blah. They, you can read the long conversations he has, and he's discouraged. He's discouraged. At the beginning, in Job chapter 1, even when everything is taken from him, everything is taken from him, Job says, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. I came into the world with nothing, and I'll go out with nothing. His faith was still strong. But after these men, these men were constantly after him, he got to the place where, he, yeah, I need an answer. Maybe that's where you find yourself today, too. 
that you're being mousetrapped somewhere. There's a problem that you have that you can't solve. And you're like, well, I need to know the answer. Tell me what's going on. I, wa I want to understand. I want to get out of this. And God says, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. We do not understand God's ways. He's provided the wisdom that we already have in the Bible. He hasn't given us all the answers. Some of the things we have to step out in faith. That's part of our belief. We believe God no matter what. I can remember I was visiting a friend, and their son came and sat down, sat down next to me. And after the adults finished their conversation and uh, someone get, went to make tea, he looked at me with a very straight face, and he says, do you believe Jonah and the whale? And he was quite serious. Do you believe Jonah and the whale? And I said, yes, I do. He says, I don't understand how a whale can swallow a guy. And I said, I don't understand either. I don't, in fact, the Bible doesn't say it's a whale. It says it's a big fish. But I don't know how any big fish could swallow somebody whole. Do I believe it? Yes. Do I know how it happened? No. So there are some things that are not yet revealed to us. There are some things, situations we're going to find ourselves in, and we feel like we're owed an answer. Lord, I've been going to church for 40 years. I've never missed once. Never missed once. I need to know what's going on here. You need to reveal to me this thing so that I can take care of it, or you can take care of it. We have these, we have these desires to be right, and we have these desires to solve the problem. And sometimes we can't solve the problem. Sometimes in faith, we have to say, Lord, I put it at the, at the foot of the cross. I put it on your, at your throne. I, understand, I don't understand what's happening in my life, but I have to trust you because I believe in you. Wow. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. There are some things we don't understand. And there are some things we will never understand. Sometimes we're just going to have to say, well, I'll wait until I'm in heaven and I can ask God face to face. So those questions, those are some of the questions that we ask that are asked in the Bible that directly affect us, even though they're talking about somebody else. I hope that you get a little encouragement from the questions that are in the Bible so that you can ask for yourself. Jesus asked one, he said, who do people say I am? That's in Mark chapter 8. Who do people say that I am? And his disciples rolled out the thing. Yes, some believe you are Elijah, one of the prophets and everything. But he says, who do you think I am? That's a relevant question even today. So my final question to you is this. Who do you think Jesus is? My name is Steve. Thanks so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.